Tricky start, obviously, with the maiden. Kelvin Greeno is with us, though, to take a look back and forward. Kel, thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Kelvin Greeno, Troy Olnick, how are you going? Troy Olnick, um, Worker of the Year. What can I say? <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, just for listeners, Kel and I do have a bit of a background. I spent a bit of time out at the kennels there and have had a long relationship with Kel and the family. Um, how is, how's all the family going, Kel? How's everything travelling? Yeah, no COVID here, Troy, so uh, everything's good, mate. Now, uh, my mate over here, who's uh, we've got on the show tonight, Mr Bonnington, often talks about football and uh, asks about uh, ability of certain people in, this, in our industries on, on what they were like. And I just sort of said to him, you might want to ask that Cal question. Cal goes okay. I said, Cal goes all right. Oh, I think that was a lifetime ago, Troy. I've forgotten about that. I'm pretty, mate. What were you, Cal? What, 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 what sort of position were you? Were you a utility like me, just being put to plug holes and defence when required, and then back on the ball, or were you a key position man? Where were you? Uh, where were you doing your best work when you were this superstar footy player? Yeah, I think it's a bit overrated. Um, Troy's made up a bit of a story there. Look, I was just a bit of a plotter, I think. But yeah, tried to play. Played midfield when I was young and fit, and then moved to centre forward and full forward as I got a bit older. But yeah, I think uh, footy was great. I love footy, but now I'm stuck doing the dogs. Cal refused to go behind the ball. That's it. He's just saying, I was a midfielder, and then I'm just going more and more forward until the career comes to a close. I'm just going to say, this, yeah. is, this is underselling all the stories <laughs> that Cal ever told me. So I'm conflicted now. I'm not sure what to believe. But, uh... I, just don't, I, want to, I want to double back, Cal, because you, you mentioned, uh, Troy told me when I came in tonight, he goes, I, I worked with Cal a bit, and you've said worker of the year, but let's not sugarcoat this situation. Was he lazy? What, what kind of man was he? Was he a hard worker? How did he operate when he was at your joint? Oh, look, uh, Troy liked to be uh, like the manager, you know, just walk around <laughs> and you do this and the you foreman. do this. And so I just run off. I just run off and do it, you know, and whatever Troy says goes. I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I want to argue, but uh, you know what? We'll move on to another subject. Uh, let's talk Greyhound for a minute. We might come back to that in a little bit later on, actually, but... Uh, Greyhound, now uh, you've always got some good ones in the kennel, Cal. Uh, you've always got, a, a normally, not normally a huge team, but a very, very select and talented team. Um, and tomorrow night is no different. You've got one night only in at Sandown off the red. Uh, before we move on to the next one, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, look, he's obviously suited. Ran a very ordinary race last week, pretty disappointing. He seemed to come out on the wrong foot and, and he ran up the track, which he's never done before. So he, he sort of crippled his chances at the start and uh, hopefully redeem himself tomorrow night. But, you know, he needs to be posited up in a decent spot, which he should be able to do from the inside. It's just a matter of what happens. In, uh, there's a dog on the outside, I think. Um, Box 7 might have run a 497 early. So there's a bit of speed on the outside, but as long as he can hold his ground on the inside, he'd be some sort of chance. Now, the uh, the greyhound, which the whole greyhound world was talking about last week, uh, absolutely enormous and it's been riding a for a while. Houdini Boy, uh, we see him back in tomorrow night over the 5.95. Draws the eight. Um, what are your thoughts there as well? Look, I, I think you'd see, knowing his habits, which he's going to be last, he's going to be looking for a bit of luck. Um, when you're looking for a bit of luck, I always think you get more luck off the inside. So <clears throat> you can get a bit carted off sometimes off the outside. So I'm hoping he doesn't cop too much trouble. But when he sort of gets clear, as you know, he unwinds with a big run and, and he'd be hard to hold off no matter what happens. But, you know, obviously you prefer a dog to draw, you know, one to four, I think, on the on the 600 start. And 
you know, the dog is, um, has got untapped ability as far as potentially a stayer. So that's probably where we're going to head in the future. Now, Cal, you've had some outstanding stayers through the time and, um, and the family has. Uh, Bobby Boucher is the first one that comes to mind. Um, where does this greyhound sit? Obviously, you've still got to run the 700 yet, and that's always a question mark. But on, on current form and what this greyhound has done and its run home, uh, where do you rate this greyhound? Obviously, you've got Captain Dynamite in the kennel as well, and, and that was flying home in, in sectionals, strength, showing plenty of strength as well. Where does this greyhound sit for you? As you said, Joy, a bit of a surprise at this moment. Um, we, we can't really totally forecast the future, but off, a, off the run home off last week, you would expect him to be able to run the 700, which I didn't know till last week. He hadn't had a 600 leading in, so the fact that he run home so strongly and pulled up so well gives me every indication he will run the seven, and if he does, it, it really doesn't make that much of a big difference when you do fall out of a box in the 700, because this dog, as you probably know, he does manoeuvre himself exceptionally well through a field. And, and that's going to be the key to every time he races because we've had a lot of stupid dogs that just keep running up backsides <laughs> and this, this dog doesn't do that. So I don't know who put the brains in his head, but the, the dog actually is, is a very smart dog in the field. Given the humility that Cal showed about his footy career, I felt that was a glowing endorsement of Houdini. Boy, another greyhound, a very, very immature greyhound at the start of its career who um, certainly made headlines was It's a Blaze. I'm hoping this isn't a bad news story, Cal. Certainly the first two starts at Cranbourne were electric. Then you threw him in the deep end up in Sydney. We know that things didn't quite work out there, but hopefully the dog's happy and well and we'll see him again soon. Yeah, look, he'll be in at uh, sale Sunday week. We've been targeting getting him up to more distance because I feel that's where his future lies. Look, dogs that have to wear blinkers obviously do it for a reason. And uh, (laughs) I think the dog, if I keep running him in sprints, I can just see a couple of tickets coming. So I'm trying to avoid the tickets, get him up over the full 700. And I think we'll see. I think that dog will stay 700 as well. So... I think that's the only chance I have. His mother had four tickets, I believe. So, you know, we're trying to avoid that situation by outsmarting the dog, but he might end up outsmarting us. I'm, uh, I'm currently wearing the blinkers in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about my work ethic, so um, I, I won't touch that. I've got the blinkers on. I'm not going to get a ticket myself. I'm not going to put myself in that position. Um, anything else, Cal, that we can follow in the kennel that's coming through? Anything that the punter out there could look forward to in the few weeks? Young dog coming through, maybe? Oh, look, I haven't got um, a lot of young dogs as far as that ready to go. Look, I had a dog, had his first start at the Meadows a couple of weeks ago called Kenny the Brute, and and hopefully he goes on to be a nice dog. He did break 30, winning his maiden, had to scratch him from the final. He he did a fibula, and you'd know what a fibula is for Troy, so it just holds you up, and, and the dog's now recovered from that, so... Hopefully he's a he's a dog to follow, but he looks like a, a prospect. But again, needs a lot of things his own way, and and does want the fence pretty badly. So there's always a little hiccup to every every green light that you see that there's a there's a problem at the other end. So it's hard to get the perfect dog, but he's probably the best prospect I've got coming through. Now, just quickly switching back to footy for mm-hmm. a minute. Uh, appreciate mm-hmm. that tip for the punters while we're there. Uh, I know that you're a devout Hawthorne supporter. Oh. Um, and I know that uh, Jackie and, and the girls are at Geelong. Uh, how are things travelling at home at the moment? If everyone, <laughs> what a great combination at home, Hawthorne and Geelong. Oh, the clashes are they, man? Well, I'll just give you the drum. I had to move out of the land for him because he kept screaming at certain players because Geelong's playing right at this minute. 
<laughs> and 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 every obvious free kick that I can see that's played against Geelong, she couldn't see it. So I, I'm actually glad that I had to get out of the room and, and come on this show because uh, it was getting a bit embarrassing in there. We're only a minute away from the third terrain, and the one question I've wanted to ask you for a long time, Cal, but never had the opportunity. There's a, there's a heart, there's a pacer out there who's had about 627 starts called Greeno, who races at Cranbourne. I've always thought it must be named after you, right region, right name. Can you confirm or deny? <laughs> no idea. Don't know. Oh, look, I have actually. He's such, a, he's such a big sport. name. It could have been the footy career or the or the training, but they, I think they have named it after you. Yeah, look, maybe because it's no good, they they could have named it after me. Cal's playing it down here. <laughs> We get, we'll, we'll, if we get different stories over a beer at Cal's house, no well, doubt. We're going we're to have to catch up with Cal again, I think, I and, think and, so. and sort a few of these questions out. Now, Cal, the question that we've got going tonight is uh, iconic songs of our childhood. Uh, it doesn't have to be childhood, but any iconic songs that you like listening to or that you remember? Oh, gee, Troy, you're going back 100 years, are you? Like, um, and, and it can't be the Hawthorne oh, theme song. It can't, be, it can't be Mozart, <laughs> Cal. Something, something after Mozart. Anything after Mozart's fine. Yeah, yeah. Look, I was a big Queen fan, believe it or not. And um, when Freddie, I used to love Freddie Mercury. But I suppose uh, yesterday from the Beatles used to be an old favourite. But I'm really showing my age now. <laughs> Nothing uh, wrong with that. I think the Beatles will get away with great that. Response, so. Great response. We're, we're, we're all nodding in a assurance yes. here, agreeing yeah, with you on that one. Absolutely. So I don't think anyone's disagreeing. Um, you and I are going to have to catch up later on, have a <laughs> chat about uh, my work ethic. Um, <laughs> obviously, I need to improve that. There's always got to be a foreman, Troy. There's always got to be a foreman. <laughs> Um, but look, been fantastic catching up, Cal. Uh, really appreciate you giving up your time, and uh, we wish you all the best, you and the family, uh, tomorrow night and beyond. Thanks for that, Troy, and I'll catch up one day. And uh, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs>